Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast presented by Freedom Life Church. We hope you find today's message uplifting and encouraging as we dive into God's Word together. If you need any information about our church or this message, please go to wearefreedomlife.com. Now let's get right into it. All right, as our kiddos head out, we are um, really blessed this morning. Um, We have one of our own Faithful Freedom family members that has, um, in the past few years, has really grown in his faith and encouraged to see his growth. And I asked him to come and share, as we've been in the series, Abide. It's not just a series we've been in. How many have been blessed by this series so far? Anybody been blessed by this series so far? I've been encouraged. I hope you've been encouraged. But abiding in God is very important. So this morning, one of your own Freedom family members is coming to share uh, a little bit of his life and testimony of how God has helped him through things. And would you, would you uh, please give a warm welcome to your own Jay Moore. Jay, come on up here and share the word with us. I started this lesson, this, this series we've been doing, um, Abide, and it kind of hit me. We're going through this book that we're Secrets of the Vine. And I encourage everyone to, if you have a chance, to read that book because it's really, really deep and it really hits, it really hit me in a lot of different ways. Um, I would like to first say for everybody here, my lesson is um, you can still be used. Who here does not believe, who here believes at one time or other that God, you were so, you've done so much that God can't use you? If that's you, raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now as I pray for this lesson. Dear Father, Lord, please, Lord, today as I give this lesson that you have put in my heart, put in my soul, Lord, and that you are guiding everything, Lord, I, I pray that the words hit and touch everyone here, and I, I serve your word as you want it to be served. His name, amen. I would have first... You gotta deal with me a little bit because I have a little back issues. <laughs> um, Secret of the Violin, going through the book we're going through, the part of the lesson that I wanted to really touch on is the vine dresser, when he comes down and he has a vine is on the ground, a man said, What do you do with that vine? Do you throw it away? Do you chop it up? And the vine dresser says, No, why would I why would I do that? Every vine is valuable. I don't want you to understand that. You are valuable. When you are attached to the vine, you are valuable. So he doesn't throw it away. He lifts it up, cleans it off with water, and ties it back up to the trellis and watches it grow. Before I begin this entire lesson, I want you all to realize something. In order for you to actually grow, you have to be attached to the vine. You can be over here. We can have this vine over here, and I like to play with stuff. And You can dress this up like this, make it look really pretty but it's not attached to it. 
So I can keep dressing it up, clean it, and wash it, but it's not attached. And see, the thing is, good people are not going to be in heaven. There are people that are good that are not attached to the vine. There are people that are great, but they don't know who the Lord is. And so not everybody's going to be saved. It's, we want everybody to be saved, but you can be good and still not go to heaven. I wanted to go through three topics today that, that really kind of hit me. Because first, the Lord wants to raise you up. If the Lord never wants anyone to stay down, he never wants you to stay on the ground. It's easy to stay on the ground. You can do nothing at all. Just quit and just lay on the ground. It takes hard work and actual, Lord, I need your help, calling him to say, I, for you to actually get up. God wants you to be up. I was reading a passage in our, on Psalms, Psalms 41 and 2. Now, this right here is where David was celebrating that the Lord had actually, the Lord had come to his aid. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard, me, heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit, out of the mud. He set my feet on the rocks and gave me a, a place, gave me a place to stand. I looked at that and I was like, man, this is, that's something because I've been there. I have been in the mud. I have been in the pit. Before I came to freedom, I was in the pit. And I have to first say, thanks to my freedom family and my, my beautiful wife, I'm standing here in front of you right now. I, it, it is amazing because You have to excuse me, I'm going to be really vulnerable today. I spent, before I went, before I came to freedom, I had an up and down life. I was saved by the church when I was young, 18 years in the church, went to the Marine Corps, and for some reason, God just wasn't there. I was partying, drinking sleeping around with different women. I ended up going to war, and the craziest thing is, is when you go to war is when you, all of a sudden you start reading the Bible again. That, that'll change you. We had a, we had a um, chaplain that used to tell us, if you were, a, if you come pray before we go off, because when people were standing around, they'd be like, I don't want some people would pray, but then he would say, you might want God to know your name, so you might want to come and pray. So that was a big thing for me, and I started, and I would read the Bible, because I will tell you this right now, by the grace of God, I'm standing here right now. I, I lost quite a few friends, which put me in the mud. And as I was in the mud, alcohol, pornography, was, was, was my coping mechanism and women and I stayed in the mud and I was like God there's no way it's hard for me to tell everybody this because I, I, I realized something 
we come in here to church every Sunday and we put on our church face. We come in the parking lot and it's, it's as soon as you hit the parking lot, okay, everybody, faces on. You can be literally going crazy in the car, yelling and screaming at your kids, yelling and screaming the whole way there. Who knows what's going on? And as soon as we hit the parking lot, everybody seems to go on the face. They come in the building, and everybody's like, good morning. How are you doing? Great. And everybody's shaking hands because we put on that face. And, in, and it's amazing because everybody, everybody's kids are always good as soon as they step in the church. They're all well-behaved, and we just know that because we, we put on that front. And sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable and say, you know what, I'm not good. Or I wasn't good. And that's where I was. I was, I was. And so when I, when I do this lesson to you, I, I, I want you to understand that. I'm pulling off layers because a lot of you don't know a lot about me. And for everybody to know up front, who all knows my real name? Who all thinks my real name is Jay? Okay. My name is Johnny. (laughs) I just wanted to throw that out there just so we're taking the mask off. Everybody know that. But everybody calls me Jay. So I just want to throw that out there to you. But as I was saying, um, I'm going to be vulnerable to you. And so when I went to war, I lost some friends. And alcohol, pornography, women was was my scapegoat. Um, in the Marine Corps, being in charge, doing things, that was, that was me. And it was hard um, for me to, when I got out, to cope with a lot of things. I struggled, struggled a lot, and still one of the fights, I still fight daily with a lot of things. But by the grace of God, He's lifting me up. The week before I came here to freedom, I buried my sister. I never wanted more in the world to, when I drove down, to veer into traffic. I've never in my life been that low to where I did not care. I lost my cousin two years prior and my sister who loved the Lord dearly. And it was the hardest thing in the world for me. The hardest thing in the world is to know that when you you didn't see that person a lot, so then you're you're trying to figure out, cope with everything. And I could not for the life of me, I was angry with the Lord because I wished he had, I wanted him to take my life instead of theirs. It is very difficult to watch somebody that's very good die when you know you have not, when you were so bad. It is, it's hard to, to imagine that, but I will tell you this now, I, I, I felt I was angry with the Lord. And then I ended up coming back here to freedom. And I met a lot of you here, met Pastor Tony. And he always tells a story that when I met him before, when I went to the Easter egg hunt, he said, Jay, I'm glad you're here. 
glad to see you. And to some people, that might not mean much, but that meant the world to me. And, I, and that was how the Lord was lifting me up. Because I know the Lord doesn't want me to stay down. I want you to understand that. He does not want you to stay down. The Lord wants you to prosper. But again, I have to tell you, you have to be attached to the vine. You have to be attached to the vine. You see, also, I want to tell you this right now. If you're in the mud right now, you're in the right place. If you're in the mud right now, you're in the right place. Nobody in this room is perfect. And that was the hardest thing for me. Because you try to put on a persona that everything is okay, but see, everything is not okay. And that's the thing. We need to learn to open up and say, listen, this is who, this is who I am. I'm struggling in these issues. Why? Because that's what's going to lift you up. And as God lifts you up, God's going to clean you off. Now, <laughs> explain something to you. Now, let's, let's go to the picture of the camp. This picture right here is really indicative of God cleaning you off. But, no, I'm just kidding. It was the kids at camp, and we had a, a mud puddle, and I was really kind of, that was probably the funniest thing ever because um, I'm 43 years old, and running through a mud pit with a hurt back was not the greatest idea, but, man, I had fun. <laughs> So it was, uh, but no, that's, that's not really what I'm talking about when I say clean off. I mean, God wants to pick you up and then clean you off. And I want to show you some pictures of two men. This gentleman right here, this man right here was a gangster. When I say he was a gangster, he sold drugs. He did everything in the world. He was in a gang. He beat people. He was in prison. He did all these things. And God says, wait a minute, I have a path for you. Attach yourself to my vine and watch what I do. There's another gentleman. Now, I want some of you to imagine this man walking into this church right now. I'm pretty sure some of you will be, oh, that's cool. I'm sure Dan will be like, oh, you know, another biker guy. So he would be fine with that. But if you saw this man, he was part of the Aryan Brotherhood in prison, real messed up. But let me explain something to you. Again, you are valuable. Remember I said that. I didn't say that. God said that. You are valuable. He said, attach yourself to my vine. I don't care how dirty you are. <laughs> Please understand what I'm saying. God wants, to, God wants to pick you up. He wants to use you. He needs to use you because you are valuable. I don't care how dirty you are. I don't care what you've done. Many in this room probably don't even know everybody in this room, what their, what their past was. I have spent time behind bars. I know what that's like. I've, I've, you have to understand 
God says, and, I, and I, I'm amazed right now that God is like, I want to use you. If it had been 10 years ago and somebody said, Jay, you're going to be standing in front of a church preaching, I would have laughed at you. But again, God said, attach yourself to my vine. Watch, watch what I do. It is scary sometimes to think of all the things I've done in my life and how I haven't I thought for there's no way I'm going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I don't want to make it. And God says, no, I have a plan for you. Let me explain something to you. When God has a plan for you, when he has a plan for your destiny, the one thing the devil can't take away from you is your destiny. That God has it. When he has a destiny for you, a path for you, that's what he's going to There's no breaking that. God has a plan for each and every one of you. It is amazing. If, if, if sometimes the scariest thing is once we step into our plan, step into faith with the Lord, it is amazing what will happen. God wants to, when, when it comes to cleaning up and messing up, in the Bible, Saul and Paul, he speaks of it. He hated Christians. He was murdering them. If you were a believer of God, then he was, he wanted nothing to do with you. And so you take someone like Paul, and you're like, Lord, I, I don't, uh, I'm not a killer. Um, I've not killed Christians. But, God can take someone like Paul and say, I'm going to still use you. Attach yourself to my vine. That's what God is saying. See, I want you to understand that the embodiment of my lesson is just to, is to let you know that you, you can be used. I want somebody here to understand Excuse me for a minute. I want you to understand that as I was going through this, this lesson, I wrote everything down. And I, I knew for a fact I had this whole lesson planned out. Pastor Tony can tell you I've gone through this thing over and over for the past week. And when I was going over it, the more I did it, I just it kept telling me that I wasn't doing it right. So I'm going to do it God's way, because that's what he wants it done. And so that's why I'm kind of deviating from this, and I'm, I'm sorry to a lot of people, but this might sound kind of weird, but I'm just going with what the Lord has told me to do. When God wants to clean you up, he wants to wipe everything off of you. You have the mud on you that's, that's, that's deep. You ever been packed down so deep and so dirty? I mean, have you ever been an alcoholic, a drug addict? Um, all the things that you think there's no way in the world a church would ever want you to be in. You ever heard the phrase, well, if I go to church, the building's going to burn down? Um, 
that's that's the furthest thing from the truth. I actually had someone tell me that. I said, you should come listen to my message. And they're like, oh, I don't know, because if I walk in that church, the whole thing's going to burn down. I'm like, no, it's not going to burn down. It's actually going to it's going to bless you. Uh, I just felt like the Lord said that there's going to be some blessings today. And I said, you should, you know, not ever say that this place is a place. It's like a hospital. You come here when you're sick. Let me tell you something. I've been sick a lot. I sat down and I, I went through this, this lesson and I, and I kept talking. I said, Lord, what is, what is your, main, your main focus? And he said, I want to lift you up, clean you off, and watch you thrive. I want to watch you thrive. And I want to tell you this. I want you, I know that you have a whole bunch of scriptures. You have things that you want to do. But I want you to let them know what God has done for you. You see, I was, when I, what God has done for me has, has taken me from a place where anger with God is in a place where I'm standing here in front of you now. God has said, Jay, you are not, you are not worthless. You are not you are not the person that people put you in your past. You are not the person that people think that you once were. You see, people want I, you have to understand, if you want to grow, you had to put people around you that want to help you grow. If you stay with the same people, you're not going to grow. Misery loves company. It's an amazing thing. And that's what God, God told me. He kept telling me last night as I was sleeping, I was thinking about this lesson. And I said, Lord, I have so many notes I want to do. But he said, no, I want you to speak. I'm going to put these words on you. I want you to just speak these words. And let me explain something to you. When you are dirty, when you are down, and you have nothing left, and God says, I'm going to pick you up. And then when you, are, when you, are, when you need to be cleaned off, like these men were, cleaned off, God says, I, I, I can do all things. I sat down and I, I thought to myself, God, what, do you, what exactly do you want from me? God said, take everything that you have, all the sins and everything that you have, and I want you to release it. Once you release it, you can free yourself. I will tell you now, I've struggled a lot with a lot of things. This is away from my lesson. I've struggled, like I said in the past, with drinking, suicidal thoughts. For those that don't know, I'm bipolar. I take a god awful lot of meds. Um, it's it's hard for me a lot. I stand in front of you, um, somebody that didn't think that the God was going to pick me up. I stand in front of you as somebody that, honestly, I I didn't think God was going to use me. I don't know if some of you have told Pastor Tony this before in the past. I sat down and I, if you ever had this prayer, when you're, when you're really down, you say, God, if you have a chance, if you're not busy, I need to talk to you. That's how bad it was. And like I said in the beginning, it was not for my wife and, and this church and her family stood by me, still standing with me. I stand in front of you right now. 
God, after he washes you off, he wants to pick you up. God wants to pick you up. God took these men. He took Reverend Terrell Scott and made him to a leader of a church. He said, I want to watch you thrive. I want to watch you because I have a plan for you. Now, I know that you are a gangbanger, but I know there's something else inside of you. He took the Aryan Brotherhood, Taz, and made him a leader of a church. Imagine that, having a man with tattoos all over his face standing in front of you right now. Remember the quintessential uh, churchgoer was shirt and tie and jacket. I grew up in that time period. Me wearing a polo shirt up here is, it was not tolerated <laughs> in, the, in the church. And it, it and so it's, it's interesting when you see the new, and I won't say it's new, I think it's how the church has evolved. And we have, we, we've taken away the, the church face. If a man with tattoos, such as this man here, can lead people, can lead them, Out of everything he's been through, beating people, convicted of multiple felonies, drug dealer, attempted murders, and there he is, praying over and leading people. If you think that you're not used by God, I don't know. If you think that you've done so much where God's like, I don't want to clean you off, I don't know what to tell you. If you sit down, you're like, well, the beautiful part is, is that we all make mistakes. And as I'm attached to this vine here, as I'm attached to the vine, I may make a mistake. I may do something, but the great thing is, is that the vine dresser, he sacrificed the first vine, which enables you to be cleaned off and put back on. You have to understand, it's, God has given us, somebody said, we, why, why would God use you? Because it, God has to fill the, I call it an army, because just being in the military, there's an army of Christians. Because let me explain something to you. We're going to skip down to um, John 10, 10. A thief comes, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life 
and have it have it to the full. I am a good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I want you to soak that up a little bit. God has already sacrificed his son for us. He has I had to learn a lesson. When God said he's with you, he's with you. I want you to understand when God is with you, he's with you. He's not like an earthly person that says, I'm not with you. Or when I get mad at you, I didn't like your, your tweet, I didn't like your like. God doesn't care about that. God is with you always. As a, as a father, he is with you. And he teaches and helps. He disciplines. God knows I've been disciplined a lot. Self-inflicted, but I, I will tell you that now. It's, it's crazy because I grew up in a time period where kids were actually disciplined. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. My parents had the Bible in one hand and a belt in the other. <laughs> that was, that was, I'm an 80s and 90s kid, so uh, it's 2000s, I don't know what happened. But <laughs> that, is, that is where I grew up. And so being disciplined, I understand that. I will tell you a quick, quick story about discipline in the 90s. I locked the door once. My mother wanted to come in because I, I did something wrong. She locked the door. I mean, I locked the door and said, well, because she can't get me. <laughs> my mother left in the truck, came back with tools. <laughs> my mother disconnected the door from the hinges I took the I took the bed, I ran into the bed and hit there. My mother decided to take the bed apart. <laughs> Let me explain to you the kind of anger that a parent had to have to take a bed apart. <laughs> and you can imagine that whooping after that. I still got it. <laughs> but I know what discipline is. And I think sometimes we we look at the discipline that God gives us sometimes. Self-inflicted, yes. But I think I always tell people when you are on a path, when God has a destiny and a path for you, there may be times where you veer off the path and you go in the mud, go off-roading, and all of a sudden you need to come back around. And God's like, okay, I'm here with you. I was with you the whole time in the car. I don't know why you were going the wrong direction. And I believe that because I'm married and I have a wife. 
and I go the wrong direction a lot. And I don't know if some of you understand that picture, but I know that sometimes we have a destination, and God has a destination for us, and that's in a destiny. It's the same as when you're driving in a car, and I believe that, because I've been in the car with my wife, and I go the wrong direction, or I don't believe in the directions. I believe that I'm right, the machine is wrong, she is wrong. And I've lived my life that way. I have lived my life to where I believe that every, <laughs> I'm right and everybody else is wrong. Although I'll say 95% of the time she's right. <laughs> uh, I'll say that, 95. I'm gonna <laughs> she's right. You know, it's, I don't know. We're not really, we don't really keep. We don't keep count of that, but um, I, I just, I had this when, um, <laughs> I know she's going to come back to this tape and be like, I want to, I want to make sure that everybody heard this correctly. <laughs> he said I was right. <laughs> but I want to say when, when, when God wants to, when, when it comes down to God wanting you to thrive, after he cleans you up. Saul, as bad as he was, was blinded by the light. Caught the Holy Spirit and changed his life. He preached the gospel. He went from hating God to loving God. Once you understand that's something that you... I don't know how many of you have been angry with God and you're like others. My circumstances are horrible. I don't know what God wants to use me or not. But it took me a long time to realize it's not my situation that needed to change. I needed to change. That's the hardest thing to do sometimes. It's to look yourself in the mirror and say, got to change. Situation isn't bad. I'm the one that's... You ever met someone that's really good at destroying their own, destroying everything in front of them by themselves? Well, you look at them. I've done that a lot in my life. And God said, I want you to thrive. I want you to thrive. I want you to be like these two men Terrell Scott and Taz. I want you to thrive. And when I tell you he wanted me to thrive, there had to have been a reason why he told me he brought me to Freedom Life. I will tell you this right now. I was. I've been humbled by the people around me because God has a plan for me and God knows I keep going around and doing, sometimes you get away from the path. Thank goodness for my wife, Pastor Tony, Pastor Corey, Todd, a lot of guys that, a lot of men that you talk to, people you put around you that help you thrive. They want to see you thrive. When you're, when you're on the on the threshold of 
as I say, doing something stupid, <laughs> you have to have someone that tells you, hey, brother, come on back. God has a plan for you. And so I didn't think for, when God told me he wanted me to thrive, I honestly, before I didn't think it was ministry, and here I am standing here right now, talking to you right now and preaching with you. And so I sat down and I said, what God wanted for me. I ended up coming here and, and learning and getting into the ministry with Pastor Tony. Mentoring under him. Doing different things. Going out in the community and doing the, the, food, the food drive and the different things and just learning and watching and God has said, I want you to thrive. Let me explain something to you. Just because I'm, I'm thriving and doing what I, staying close, doesn't mean that I, I don't mess up and fall in the mud. You can be in this house right now, and I know there's people right now that have been in the mud and still in the mud right now, and they want to get up. I want you to understand something. I want you to get up. I don't want you to stay in the mud. God doesn't want you to stay in the mud. God said, I am, I can do all things. God does not want you to stay in the mud. God wants to lift you up. Somebody say lift him up. Clean you off and watch you thrive. If you don't believe those words, you're looking at the wrong person. I want you to look at me right now. I am someone that was, I needed God. And God said, I have a plan for you. So he put different things in my path. And I am grateful for that. I'm not Paul. I didn't write 13 books, but as you see, he did. After everything that he did, he wrote. God used him for good, and God can use you. As I said in the beginning of this lesson, why does he, why does he pick up the vine out of the mud? Because it is valuable. Everyone in this room is valuable. God says, I, I want to use you. I want to use you. But I need you to connect yourself to the vine. You are my branches. I need you to connect yourself. Connect yourself to me and I will watch. You're going to grow. It is scary to let go of things and say, God, I, don't, I, I can't. I don't, I don't, I don't want to let, I don't want this control to I don't want control, Lord. I want control. No, 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 no. God says, I've got this. I've got this. Step in with me. Lean into God. Lean in. God says, I want to clean you off. All this alcohol, drug addiction, pornography, anything with, with, with murder, anything in your body, anything that goes on with you. 
I want to clean you off and I want to hang you up for the world to see. I'm going to put grapes on you. Well, not really grapes, but I'm going to put, you're going to start thriving with grapes. You're going to start noticing things are different once you connect yourself to the vine. I know today there are some people up in here right now that are in the mud and need to come to the vine. So at this time, and I want, I want everybody, anybody in this room, I want everybody to just stand to your feet for a second, if you're able to. If you are able to understand my heart when I say that you can be used and you will be used, I want you to understand that this is the time right now. If you are dirty and you are in the mud and you say, God, I need to step out of the mud. Please clean me. Lift me up. Clean me. Lord, I want to be hung back up. Come to the front. Come to the front right now and say, God, I'm, I need to be clean. Lord, I want to be clean. God, I, I know there are so many things right now wrong in my life, Lord, but I know God, you want to clean me off. Come to the front. We don't ask for much in the church. We, we don't beg, but God, God begs for people to come and be saved. God wants you to know that I'm, I'm here. I am with you. He said, if you are dirty, come and I will clean you. It is times like this, we, the devil is scared. He gets nervous when people, like when people, come to the Lord, he gets scared and nervous. He wants to attack you. He wants to keep you in the mud. Like I said, it's very easy to stay in the mud. It's hard for you to reach your hand out and say, God, I have made mistakes. God, please clean me and hang me back up. I want to serve you, Lord. I pray for the ones that came forward and I just want to say, Lord, I pray for their one sound of my voice, Lord, that says, I am, I needed your help, Lord. I need you, Lord, to know that I'm, I am a sinner. And the son who died on the cross for my sins gives me the ability to be cleaned by you, Lord. Lord, I, I come to you the, today, just my hands lifted to you, Lord, asking for, for your grace and mercy, Lord. Pray for the ones that need to be cleaned and want to be cleaned. Lord, I pray that they will continually thrive in you and wash themselves in your word. Lord, I, I pray over this body and I pray that we just learn to take off our church mass and be vulnerable to who we really are so that we can be clean and be authentic to the body. God, thank you for this wonderful day, Lord. I pray that everybody has a blessed week. Lord, thank you for everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Come on, just close your eyes for just a moment. Father, I thank you that you hear our hearts. I thank you for your word that teaches us that we need to draw near to you. 
as you draw near to us. Thank you for the word, oh God, that we are valuable to you. Sometimes we forget that, Lord. Help us to be reminded of that here today. Help us to be reminded of that today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Something we've been thinking about. Thank you, Jay, for sharing that word this morning and being vulnerable. It's not easy to come in front of friends and family and be vulnerable like that. And you know, One of the things about the the presence of God and about abiding and we've been learning about the last few weeks is it's about that restful residence in him right the pressure is not on you to perform I need you to understand that the, the power is not in the performance the power is in his provision what he already did is how we can become everything he wants us to become. It's not in our performance. Lord, if I'm if I could just sing the right no, the, the, the right song well enough, then maybe I'll bear fruit. And honestly, that's not it. The fruit comes when we realize who we're connected to. So thank you for that reminder, brother, that we are all broken and some of us we are really close to the ground and God sometimes has to lift us up wash us off and hang us back up to where we could thrive again don't forget that part of it because we could always we want to we want to be like this we want to be like way up here Looking pretty. Come on, everybody. You know, that's exactly what we're talking about. When you come into the parking lot, everything's, okay, everybody, look pretty. Put your church face on. Let everything, everything's okay. But everything's not okay. Sometimes it's okay not to be okay. But it's not okay to stay that way. Sometimes he has to, he has to pick us up and tell us, no, 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 no. My brother said it well enough. I don't need to repeat it. He'll wash us off and, and he'll, he'll say, you know what? But let's just get this right. You know, uh, you, you look pretty and all this stuff, but, but the only way this is ever going to work is if we get back on that vine, the source of our strength and hope. That's the only way this is going to work. I needed that word. I hope you needed that word too. And, um, what an encouragement we have that none of us have arrived, including me. Isn't that a good word? None of us have arrived. That's an encouragement. Some of you are like, I don't know. Should I clap that I'm not great? Should I clap that I'm not perfect? No, it's okay. Because I haven't arrived either. <laughs> 